Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 3 The Smuggler's Gold by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 6 Diving for Gold at the Lagoon of Imora. The sleuths had returned to the lucky star with the precious letter they had found. They sat down to eat as they planned their next move. Sam jumped overboard into the shallow water. It was only up to his waist and he bolted the barbecue onto the side of the boat. He set the charcoal into the metal box under it and set it alight. Nika looked impressed. Oh, let's have some rolls while we wait for the coals to be hot enough, suggested Zav, hungry as usual. They munched away, and before they knew it, Sam declared the barbecue ready. He laid out the meat and the vegetable kebabs in the middle and the squeaky cheese around the edge. He knew how easy it was to burn the cheese, so he was very careful not to put it on the hottest part of the grill. Sophie turned the kebabs with care, and soon everything was ready. They passed out the bean and tomato salad with the kebabs and tucked in. You kids really know how to look after yourselves, said Nika. I'm going to design one of these for the Challenger. It's a step up from ship's biscuits. Our pa likes a decent meal on holiday, so he came up with the boat barbecue, said Zav. Genius, declared Nika, and they all laughed. Once they had finished, Sam poured water onto the coals to cool them down and lifted it carefully aboard. We'll put the used coals in the old fire pit in Captain Vanderbilt's yard, he said. We're always careful not to pollute the sea. Nika nodded approvingly. Nice work, sleuths. Each creature in our world lives in balance with the others, and we must always respect that. Now, anyone for a coconut? They jumped out of the boat and waded ashore to the coconut palms, with Rafa speeding ahead as usual. He's always motivated if he's going to get a coconut, laughed Zav, as the monkey waved at them with his long tail, pointing at some coconuts which had fallen to the ground. He just loves them. This is where I come in handy, cried Nika. She took out her cutlass and chopped the top off the coconuts so they could drink the cool coconut water inside. Delicious, declared Zav. I'm ready for anything now. How will we get into the lagoon? asked Sophie. I reckon we'll sail in over the reef, said Sam, looking at the directions pinpointed on Vanderbilt's letter once more. It's a bit choppy, but once we're over the reef, the waters are really calm. Without further ado, they boarded the Lucky Star and set off. Sure enough, although the boat was flung about crossing the choppy reef, once over it, the waters were calm, with no waves at all. It's a good job you knew the way in, said Zav to Sam as they crossed to calmer waters. What a difference, grinned Zelly. I wouldn't have liked to swim over, she added, looking at the sharp black rock of the reef. That's black rock, said Milo thoughtfully. Count Zuto's house is on black rock, isn't it? Remember, Gurgo and Tegel told me. Well spotted, Milo, cried Zelly. You're right, they did let that slip. We must remember that, said Zav. It could come in useful. We know his lair is near here, as it's to the north of Red Cove. It's a beautiful spot here, said Nika. If I'm ever rich, I'll come and restore the old house to its former glory. And we'll come and visit, cried Zav. 
We love coming here to swim and dive, added Milo. It's how we know the manatees are here. Lagoons are perfect natural swimming pools, said Sam, especially as the water is so calm. Oh, look at the birds, cried Sophie. Tiny birds with turquoise breasts were skimming above the water, diving in before they soared away in a group, forming a perfect V-shape in the air. They're diving for insects, said Milo. They're beautiful, added Zelly. I like their formation. Isn't it amazing how they never crash into each other? OK, back to business, said Sam, who'd been re-reading the letter. Look over to the right. Can you see that rock? The sleuths nodded. From there, follow the line to the sea. And that's where we need to look. They reached the spot and Milo dived straight in. It looks deep, said Sophie, gazing into the blue water. A couple of minutes later, a spluttering Milo had come up for air. They hauled him back into the boat. First attempt, he gasped, taking in big lungfuls of air. I couldn't get to the bottom. Too deep for humans, I think, said Sam. Splash your hands in the water and the manatees will come, said Zelly. They leant over the side and put their hands in the water, gently splashing. Soon, huge shapes were gathering, surfacing up from the depths of the lagoon, their strange misshapen faces breaking the surface. Their snouts nuzzled gently into the children's hands as the strange creatures surrounded the boat. I've never seen one close up, said Nika, gazing at the huge grey creatures and giving the one nearest to her a friendly pat. It's amazing, there are so many of them. They do look just like sea cows, don't they? said Zav. Well, they are mammals, added Sam. I can see why they're endangered, said Nika, shaking her head. They're so trusting, coming up and saying hello like this, and they look pretty slow. I imagine they can't get away from their predators fast enough. Oh, they're so gentle. It's terrible that people want to hurt them, Sophie cried. Well, at least they're safe here in the lagoon. Yes, agreed Zelly. Let's see if they can help us. She leant down to the creatures and spoke softly to them. Great good creatures, wise and true, tell me what I ask of you. The manatees gathered more closely around her, bumping into the lucky star, their dark eyes intent on Zelly. Do you know what we seek? she asked the manatees. Yes, the largest manatee replied. We know what you seek. We were friends of the Captain Vanderbilt many years ago, and our species witnessed him hide the gold. We have no use for it. But you can only take it if you do not want it for yourself. Zelly of the House of Sinclair, you can be trusted. Follow us. They rode behind the manatees in the Lucky Star to the far side of the reef across the lagoon. Here, the water was surrounded on three sides by palm trees and on one side by the reef. The area was like a little lake and at the edges there was fine white sand. The manatees kept moving. They're taking us to the other side, said Milo. The water wasn't so shallow here, but it was clear so they could see right down to the sandy bottom. Look, there's a shape in the water cried Sophie. I think it's a chest. I'll dive down and see what we found, said Milo. Through the clear water, they saw him swim down to the bottom and touch the chest. He leant down 
and quickly came swimming back up, clutching a handful of shining gold coins. Doubloons! he cried as soon as he broke the surface of the water. Just like the one left in the box in the sloop inn, cried Zav. It's definitely the right place, said Milo. Give me the rope and I'll tie it onto the chest. The sleuths were all very excited as they took it in turns to hold the golden doubloons. Rafa loved them and kept picking them up and dropping them and then picking them up again. But Zelly seemed preoccupied. What's the matter? asked Nika. I'm going to send Anna and Amaria on a reconnaissance trip, said Zelly, staring intently at the sea on the horizon. I have a bad feeling again. Zelly and Sophie sent their parrots off immediately. Redport is a place where secrets don't stay secret for long, said Nika, shaking her head. These gold coins are worth a fortune. If the pirates know what we're after, they won't be fooled by my diversion south for long. The Black Cross gang are annoyingly efficient, said Sam, frowning. They might have managed to follow us. I hope not, said Sophie with alarm. I am not keen to meet Vinicius and Umberto again any time soon. Not to mention that hideous specimen with no teeth, added Zally with a shudder. Remember him? The dentist, cried Zav. He was revolting. Well, don't worry, they're not here yet, said Sam reassuringly, giving Sophie a quick hug. It'll take a lot more than some spying for them to trick us. We escaped last time, didn't we? Sophie nodded, though she still looked a bit worried. When Anna and Amaria get back, we'll know more, added Zelly, scanning the sky for their parrots. Just then, Milo appeared with the rope, and they all forgot their worries in the excitement of his find. They hauled together. It took a lot of effort, with Milo pushing the chest from underneath, but eventually it appeared out of the water. I had to shut it, grinned Milo, or all the treasure would have fallen out. Slowly, they opened it. Inside were hundreds of gold coins. Wow, look at all this. It must be worth a fortune. Zav's eyes were wide as he gazed at the mounds of doubloons, shining like a myriad of tiny suns in the old wooden chest. The Flying Dutchman's precious cargo, Nika said with awe, found at last. It's very heavy, said Sam. It's not going to be easy to carry all this back to Sandopolis. Suddenly, two green bullets shot through the air. Anna and Amaria were back. And they had news. Ships, they twittered urgently, off the reef. Before the sleuths could ask anything else, an all too familiar noise made them turn cold with fear. Might is right, we care for none. Pay us if you want us gone. Rise up, pirates, hear the call. Plunder, plunder, plunder all. The sleuths looked at each other, horrified. Well, we know whose chant that is, said Zav grimly. It's the Black Cross Gang. Thanks for listening. Join us next episode for Chapter 7, The Mangrove Swamp. See you next time.